Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Dave Lee, so without further ado, here he is. Good morning, Harvest. It's good to be with you again this morning. Uh, if you are actually tuning in live and joining us at 10 a.m. on Sunday, I want you to know that even that small gesture makes a really big difference in maintaining our sense of unity as a church. And I want to thank you for making every effort to be with us at 10 a.m., every Sunday morning. This morning, I want to bring you a message called Prayers for the Pandemic. And uh, it started out as a 10-point message, and I whittled it down to a six-point message. And then the Lord just convicted me, and I cut it in half, and I'm going to do three points this week and three points next week so that you don't have to listen to me drone on and on for an hour You know, it seems like the pandemic has affected everyone's life and every corner of everyone's life. It's affected us in some really big ways. Um, Some people have gotten sick or they've lost loved ones to the disease. I just read that in Florida, somebody or three people died of COVID every hour throughout the whole last month. And so that's a pretty huge medical impact and a a human impact on people. Others have lost their jobs. They've been... uh, economically devastated by this pandemic. Others have experienced um, total isolation uh, for months now, and that's been devastating for them as well. I've also been thinking about how, in how many little ways the pandemic has affected our lives as well. I'm just thinking about my own life. Have you noticed that, um, like I, I notice this now, when I'm walking out somewhere in public, I notice someone without a mask far more than I notice someone with a mask. And four months ago, it would have been completely the opposite. I haven't been anywhere crowded in a really long time. And I think all of us, we have alligator skin because we're washing our hands like 50 times a day. And I can't remember the last time I hugged someone or shook hands with someone who wasn't in my own family. So there's these little ways that you take for granted, but our whole lives, almost every hour, are touched by this pandemic. The truth is, every sermon I've prepared since the middle of March, this pandemic has factored into what I believe God wants to say to us. And and so it has touched all of life. And these external impacts are also having an effect on us internally. A lot of people are experiencing emotional and uh, mental issues because of what this pandemic has done in our lives. And these are very serious matters, and I think we need to pray about them. We need to be the church and rise up and minister to people who are being affected by these things. And I want to take nothing away from the medical, economic, mental, emotional impact of all of this. But this morning, as your pastor, I want to focus, put the spotlight on one aspect of the pandemic, and that is what is happening to us spiritually during and as a result of the pandemic. I've been doing a lot of thinking after I talk to people about what do I see happening in our church and actually beyond that in our whole country spiritually because of how this has changed our lives. And that's what I want to key in on this morning. Um, And I want to title the message um, Prayers for the Pandemic. And it's part one because there are six prayers I'd like to offer up um, for you to pray through and think about that describe and tackle head on some of the spiritual issues I see arising in the church. And these are spiritual things that will stay with us even after the pandemic is gone. It's lifted and life returns back to normal. 
there will be a fallout from the spiritual things that are happening within us unless we really pay attention to them and begin to combat them head on. And prayer is our best weapon for that. And so I want to encourage you to be joining with me in praying through these things. So the first prayer I want to offer up for the pandemic is to pray for holiness. Pray for holiness. Recently, uh, Jeannie bought something called a no-touch key for one of her friends for her birthday. And I saw this thing. I said, what is that? And she said, well, it, it helps you push buttons and open doors without having to touch anything. And I thought to myself, really, is that really necessary to have something like that? But shortly after that, uh, I was walking into a store uh, and I, I reached for the door handle. When I touched it, something moist and sticky came off the door handle onto my hand and I was just freaking out. I was so grossed out. I immediately went back into my car, drove one-handed all the way back to the ministry center and, and I washed my hands for like 10 minutes. It was disgusting. And so I, I realized, yes, that such a thing is necessary and we live in this world where I feel like I sense germs everywhere. And, you know, some of us were off the charts germaphobes before coronavirus became a thing. But all of us, have become much more aware of and sensitive to this idea of infection and risk. If I told you that someone had developed a pair of special glasses, augmented reality glasses, that when you put them on, you can see, like lit up like infrared, any person or surface that's infected by the coronavirus, even if that, those glasses cost $1,000, you know some of you would buy them right away. There would be a waiting list in America for a device like that. And, and, you know, we feel this generalized anxiety because we see the germ everywhere. But what if you could isolate it and say, I will be very alert and avoid and disinfect those things, those surfaces, avoid those people who might infect me and cause me to get sick. I see so much effort being made these days to prevent contamination from a physical virus. But have you considered how casually... Even we as Christ followers expose ourselves to things that contaminate our souls. I mean, this whole general feeling of alertness and vigilance about contamination, I think is really in part um, one of God's ways of waking us up to the idea that that has always existed in the spiritual realm as well. We expose ourselves to words and ideas, images, substances, situations, and even people who pull us away from God, who introduce into our lives uh, this, this, the infection, the spiritual infection of sin. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 7.1 writes this, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for Christ. And the words I want to key in on in that verse are these. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. So he's covering the whole thing. And right now, we're doing pretty well in avoiding the things that contaminate the body. But I want to remind us to be just as vigilant, just as alert, in guarding against the things that contaminate the spirit. Let's admit it. When you see somebody walking around carelessly uh, exposing themselves to infection, you know, when you see like a, 
a bar that's crowded full of people today or 30 people packed onto a balcony enjoying the weather and drinking together and all that. And you think, okay, that's that. I wish I could do that. But here's the truth. When you see people being careless that way and then they get sick, it's hard to feel as sorry for them. Now, granted, you can be totally careful today and still get the infection. That's just a fact of life. You can't control everything. But when you are careless about exposure, it greatly increases the risk of infection. That's the way it works with any virulent thing, any pathogen. And it's no less true in the spiritual realm. You know, we live in a broken world. Sin is everywhere. If you're not committing it, it's being committed against you. But when we're careless and not alert, then we really increase the risk of having sin and brokenness and evil infect our lives. I want to encourage you during this time of near paranoia where we're all worried about, am I going to get someone sick? Am I going to get sick from someone? Let that, that um, feeling of tension also translate to the spiritual realm. And let's be reminded that God has always called us to live alert and on our guard against sin because it permeates the world around us and it has devastating effects on people. In fact, the Bible teaches us that the eventual consequence of sin is spiritual death if we are not alert, if we do not shelter in Christ in the light of that. And so I want to encourage us to learn to pray the words of this verse together. Guarding against spiritual contamination, desiring holiness and spiritual cleanness as diligently as we seek to protect ourselves from the coronavirus. A second prayer that I want to suggest for us is to pray for devotion. Pray for devotion. Now, when it comes to relationships, passivity kills. Have you noticed that when you've been apart from someone for a while, um, it's really easy to become passive in the relationship? How many times have you had a wonderful night out with friends say, you know, we should do this again soon, and then both of you just completely forget to call each other, and months and months and months go by, and even though you really enjoy the time together, when you're both passive, the relationship starts to fade very quickly. It's no less true in our relationship with God. The less devoted we are in a relationship, the less connected we feel in that relationship. It's true with family It's true in marriage, it's true with friendship, and it is absolutely true in our relationship with God. Uh, You know, we're no longer able to get together as a whole church, and so that environment of worshiping together, seeing one another's faces, even just watching other people get blessed while they're singing, I miss that. It, It really made the presence of God and the power of God feel more tangible to me. And that environment, we've all just been kind of pulled out of it, and we don't have it anymore. And I'll admit, it makes it harder to worship the way that I used to worship. Uh, I've talked to a number of people over the years in ministry who were in the military. And what they tell me is, in in that structured, disciplined environment of the military, even if they didn't want to every day, there was, it's almost like being carried along by a current, there was this external culture that, that drove them to be very purpose and mission-driven, to be disciplined, get up at a certain time of day every day, do physical exercises they didn't want to do. And that rigor brought out something good in them. 
But then when the, the days in the military are over, there's two kinds of people. One kind of person leaves the military and they, quote unquote, go soft. And that rigor and structure and discipline basically fades away because the environment externally is no longer there. But others who leave the military, that rigor and discipline become a permanent way of life. It fundamentally changed something in them. And I guess that's the difference between a person being in the military and the military being in a person. And I, I think these days are exposing something very important for us that's parallel to that in the spiritual realm. You know, we're no longer able to have that environment of the church, and I miss it very much. I got to tell you, one of my favorite things is singing praises with all of you in the same room on Sunday service. And while we can still praise God in our own homes, I miss the way it felt to watch you praise and hear your voices and how that also helped carry me into a place of worship. But even though we're taken out of the environment that was so conducive to worship, worship should not be taken out of us. I know it's harder these days to remain devoted to God, but God is calling us to be extra engaged and extra intentional in these days to go after Him and pursue Him. About five months ago, I preached on Psalm 63, and I love the passion for God that David expresses in verse 1. He says, O God, You are my God. Earnestly I seek You. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. You know, since this whole lockdown began and we haven't been able to worship together, our CG hasn't met as a whole group in a long time. The truth is, I think dry and weary land where there is no water is a really good description of the spiritual landscape right now in many of our lives. And yet, in spite of the fact that there is such barrenness around him, what this psalm and what this verse in particular shows us is a picture of David digging down and really committing himself to pursue God in spite of the fact that the, the landscape around him is so barren. And he's not just talking about the physical landscape, even though David happened to be in the Judean wilderness when he wrote these words. What he's saying is this physical environment parallels the internal environment. You know, for many Christians, not going to church has eventually led to not going to God. It's remarkable how much we relied on the scaffolding of church as an event, as a, a structured thing to bring us to God. And when those people and those events and those programs have been taken away, it's remarkable, based on a lot of recent polling data, um, how many Christians are experiencing almost no spiritual energy in their lives. That not going to church has translated into feeling a thousand miles away from God. And the truth is, when you see some of this research data, people are basically becoming totally passive in the pursuit of God. The result of that is plain to see. Many people who no longer can go to church can't see God anymore in their life at all. I know that the 
absence of a support system like the church makes looking for God, experiencing God, a little bit more challenging, maybe a lot more challenging. But that doesn't mean we have to completely give up the fight. It's more important now than ever to do as David did and earnestly seek after God. Ask God to awaken in you a hunger, a thirst, a longing for Him, even though everywhere you look it's hard to see Him. I'm not saying that to make us feel guilty. I'll admit that I've had to be a lot more intentional to connect with God in my own relationship with Him. And here's the truth. I don't always feel the way David feels in this verse, but I want to. I want to encourage us to learn to pray the words of this verse along with David, not because they honestly express how we feel now, but because they are a plea from the heart saying, God, I want to feel this way. And now, more than ever, I have to fight to chase after you, to look for you, to engage with you, and give me a heart that is willing to do that. Awaken in me, God, a longing and a thirst for you, and help me to earnestly seek you, even in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I want to give you one last prayer for this week, uh, and that is, let's pray for love. Some of you have may may have seen a a Geico commercial that depicts a family that's living in a snow globe. And the young man in that family is separated by this huge thing of glass from his girlfriend. And, uh, you know, I, I always thought how apt a visual that is for what life feels like today. It's like every family lives in its own self-enclosed world. And we're cut off from so many of the people that used to be a part of our lives. Now, I know we have this idea of of COVID circles, quarantine circles, and we're letting more and more people into those. But right now, life feels like everybody is in their own snow globe. You know, there's a, a saying, out of sight, out of mind. And I think there's a corollary to that, out of sight, out of heart. Even people we feel really warm towards, people we love, if we don't see each other, if we are cut off from them physically and relationally, no matter how good we feel about those people, over time our hearts for them will fade. We'll forget that they are people we love. And it's weird when you finally reconnect with someone that you haven't seen in a long time. You remember how you felt, but you can see how much has been lost between you simply because you've been cut off from one another. The isolation of the COVID-19 quarantine, this lockdown that we're in, um, and as well, this, this reality that there are so many fewer obligations externally on us. You know, I, I remember my calendar used to be filled with places I had to go, people I'd have to see, driving our kids around to every activity. Most of that is gone now. And it's remarkable how open my calendar feels sometimes, how less frantic I feel. But here's the truth. In this COVID isolation reality, it's the perfect breeding ground to become a lot more self-focused, self-absorbed. So much of what we do every day is self-care and care for our immediate families or our household. Some of us have cleaned our garages and our basement like a hundred times already. Our world has shrunk 
And so it's very easy when your world shrinks and you feel like you're living in a snow globe to let that, that internal smaller world become the whole world to us. It's even possible that as a result of it, you're not just self-focused, but selfish. That happens over time when our world shrinks. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 2, 3-4, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, listen to this, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. What Paul is describing in those two verses is a fundamental posture for those who follow Jesus Christ. And that posture is that we put others above ourselves. That's really unnatural and counterintuitive for us. And yet, what, if you follow Jesus, then one of his fundamental postures was exactly that. He put the needs and the issues and the concerns of others above himself. It explains, at the very least, why we wear masks. I'll be honest with you, I hate wearing masks. I can't stand it. I try to sit through a three-hour meeting with someone um, while wearing masks, and I don't even remember what we talked about. I was just so distracted by recirculating my own breath into my mouth for that long. So the truth is, I don't think any of us enjoy wearing masks, but we do it. But the real reason we do it is not to protect ourselves from others, but to protect others from us. The mask is a really good symbol of others over self. And the core motivation for wearing it is to elevate the concerns and the needs of others, even above my own. You know, the quarantine has cut us off from meeting in larger groups. And so when we don't see the people we love for so long, it's easy to forget that there's anybody we love. It's easy for love to be a muscle that we no longer stretch and it begins to shrink from disuse. And yet, in spite of the restrictions we're made to live with these days, and we should be actively praying that those restrictions lift, but listen, we have to live with so many restrictions right now for good reasons. And yet, in this reality, there are so many new opportunities and more bandwidth for many of us to still practice love for the people in our lives, but in a very different way. We may not have the large gatherings in which we can just generally share love with the whole church, but more than ever, we have opportunities to be creative and intentional about loving smaller groups of people, a really focused kind of love that connects us one-to-one with other people. And I've seen already during the last four months so many examples of this kind of selfless, focused love. People saying, listen, there is so much we can't do right now, but there is also so much we can still do. And how we as Christians are committed to focusing on the things we can do rather than lamenting all the things we can't do. Think about the birthday and graduation parades. They're still going on, and even though we're so used to it now, think about what that gesture represents. People 
driving out of their homes, getting everything ready, decorating their cars, lining up for like 30 minutes waiting just so they could drive past someone's house and say, we haven't forgotten you. We see you. We remember and celebrate you. What that feels like you're on the receiving end of one of those parades and how that has made you feel. In fact, many people who've been the recipients of a parade like that will testify it felt even better than the old parties and the old normal where you just go to a restaurant and everyone have their own conversations, they throw some gifts at you and you just go home. The parade feels so much more focused, like they're really seeing just you and it makes you feel loved in a deep and lasting way. I've seen people make huge sacrifices. And, you know, four months ago, this wouldn't seem like a big deal. But when someone comes to our house and gives us a six-pack of toilet paper, or this is like gold now, a bottle of pump hand sanitizer, or a canister of Lysol or Clorox wipes, and you realize what a sacrifice they're making as they give that gift to you. Isn't it funny how four months ago, a totally meaningless gesture has now changed into an act of real love and sacrifice. People have come by our house on a regular basis just dropping off tasty treats. They, they were at a donut shop or out picking fruit at a farm and thought, you know what, I'm not going to just do this for myself and my family. I'm going to pick some extra, buy a little extra, and bring it to someone that I care about just to remind them that I love you and I want to share with you. And those gestures have meant a great deal. They've, they've encouraged me and my family so much. And for those of you who have done that, I want to say thank you and let you know that those gestures have produced a real encouragement and, a, and caused us to feel so loved. And we've had the privilege of doing that for others. And I think right now, in this environment, there's so many opportunities. I even think about not too long ago, Andy and Mary Choi had a... Had, had a expressed the conviction God laid a burden on their hearts for all those at Harvest who live alone. And they just wanted to send a care package to encourage those who don't have family members to share this, this lockdown with. And so I remember, it's so funny, they asked, can we get a list of all those people? And I don't think they were expecting the list to be so huge. I thought they, they were probably imagining four or five people. It, that list was over 20. And they sent a beautiful care package to each one. And when I see a gesture like that, I just think this is what we can do right now. And hey, church, I know there's a lot we can't do to celebrate the love we feel for one another as a church, but focus on the things we still can do and do those things generously, intentionally, sacrificially. Let's love one another and let's also love those around us who are outside the church but need to feel the love of God that we so often get to experience ourselves. So let's, let's learn to pray these verses together. Let's ask God to do two things. To one, cultivate in us a greater selflessness and love for others. And then here's this impo- the important part. Let's also pray that God would prompt our spirits, our minds, with moments when we, He calls to mind people who really need the love of Christ expressed to them. Maybe a creative idea to think about the needs and concerns of others in a way that normally you might not. Ask God through His Holy Spirit to prompt you to do those things. One of the things we still can do is pray. 
And I know prayer is not everyone's favorite spiritual activity, but here's one thing I have discovered about prayer, is when we commit ourselves to pray for something, that thing we're praying for or about becomes forefront in our minds, and that focus begins to change us. I want to encourage you, in the days ahead, while we ride this thing out, to pray for holiness. Every time you feel a little bit grossed out about touching something or you feel nervous about someone who's coughing in a public space, let that remind you that God also calls us to be just as alert against spiritual contaminants. Pray that God would renew your commitment to holiness and raise your guard against sin. I know that we've all been pulled out of the familiar environment that allowed us to be devoted to God together. But pray also that God would give you a greater devotion. And use the language David used, that he would allow you to have a heart that earnestly seeks him, longs for him, thirsts for him, even in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Let's remember to pray that God would increase in us a heart of love for others, even though we don't see the people regularly that we love. Let's pray that God would prompt us to go out of our way to find those people and and express our love to them in active ways. Pray that the Holy Spirit would prompt you with people and situations where, where you stepping in and loving them will make a difference in their lives. Praise team is going to lead us in a song now. If you feel like during the song you just need to keep praying, I want to encourage you to do that and let them minister to you through the song. But if you're ready to join, let's sing a song together. And when we're done, I'll come back and dismiss us with the benediction. There is so much in this pandemic that has changed our lives. In many ways, it feels like our lives have become more restricted and diminished. But in Christ, that does not have to be the case. May God give us the grace of actually growing and thriving and flourishing in spite of this disease, this pandemic that has ravaged our world. In so many ways, this new reality can become an opportunity to grow in Christ and grow even more in our relationships with one another. May God do that among us. And keep us, watch over us, until we can be together again as a church, worshiping next Sunday. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be blessed, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.